Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It is the week 14, week 14 recap. Uh, pretty fun week. Good week. Nope. I'm getting a next the week 15 recap. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, you know what, Bert? Well, Justin, are you ready? You know what? Don't get it, Bert. Take it away. <laughs> Why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts? Only real place left to listen. How about that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. You check them out at facevalueclothing.com. It is, we have two pods left before Santa comes to town, so let's check out base value for any last-minute Christmas mm-hmm. gifts. Zach, it is yep. week 15. Yeah, that's my bad. Pod. <laughs> 15 isn't books. Um, you know, I, I don't know what think of this week. I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't even know. It was just a, it was a week. Yeah. Uh, I had right a lot of things. I was wrong on things. I, I mean, I just kind of feel uh, disheveled. Yeah, it's games. Get six senses, beat all six. Well, yeah. that lady is not set yet. Um, we blow out sheep to make shots. That time, and I'd be like, is it over? I don't think he ever gave up 63. Couldn't think of a time, personally. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even the Wildcat game. Yeah, right. They let up, like, what, 35, maybe? Yeah, and they just, yeah, they invented a new sport. Yeah. It, it was, they literally played something that had never been done before, and they, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't sniff 63, Brandon. That's unbelievable. No, he'll be missed. Um, I mean, we lost him and Hackett in the past two years. I think we're approaching another guy in a different style, which we'll get to later. Um, but yeah, it's just. Well, I'm, I'm curious when you say another guy, is it a guy that I feel like there's. We've, we've had a lot of head coaches that we've been correct on in terms of these guys are so bad at the sport. And the Staley thing, what sucks about this year was that in, prior years they were they were relevant where his coaching decisions mattered and this year they were just so bad that it was like it wasn't even fun anymore or funny like i missed the days where it was the prime time games it was so frustrating to watch how stupid he was um and i i don't i don't know if there's another head coach that left like that no one i can think of in terms of i know that we're going to get in a coaching conversation then in you know two games but is arthur smith like the only guy I want to make sure we're on the same chair. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get to them. I mean, okay, and he's gotten – it's like Staley. We just continue to give him too much credit, and it's, it's – um, yeah. you texted us as well, the last point on this one probably. If you want to think about it, I don't talented them with – they've had talent, and they made the playoffs last year, and then the year before they missed the playoffs on the last play of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not like Herbert was had a losing record a lot. That is what they are without him. Yeah. It, it shows. Imagine if they didn't have him this year, what would their record be right now? They would not have a win. Yeah. They'd uh, be right there it, with Carolina. And it shows you a major difference 
And like it shows you how talented he is. Where I'm not saying that he's the greatest quarterback in the league, and I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time or that he's a generational talent, but that guy is really, really good at football. And that just shows you like, and I know the one comparison has always been Tua. And you say like this Dolphins team sometimes with Tua is has left stuff on the field, and you're like, that there's there's a concern there. And I'm not saying that Herbert plays a perfect game every time that he's never left games on the field either, but you just look at yourself and it's different because the the conversation with the chargers is Herbert's getting drugged down versus some of his other peers in that draft class. And you're like, they're, they're not using, they're not doing a hundred percent efficiency with their teams. So I think that was the perfect game to show it. It's a shame that people like me probably just turned it off because you didn't see how bad it truly got until you watched the highlights. Yeah, it's it's just incredible. So, Chargers are done. Chargers are probably going to end up in the top five uh, for draft picks here. Um, Saturday, uh, great game to start the day. Uh, Vikings in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Well, it was, it was it's a dumb hypothetical because I would never do it, but I just Go thought ahead. about it. You're the Chargers. You're resetting completely. It feels like in terms of the coach, you have a top five draft pick. Uh, let's say somehow like. I don't even know. Just new coach comes in. You say to yourself, would they possibly be like, we're going to do a complete reset. We're going to get Herbert out the door, try to collect as much draft capital as possible, trade up in the top two. And would you, and you're still going to come out pretty clean, probably above because of the Herbert trade. Do you think any chargers fans or any chargers front office would even comprehend that thought? Yeah. Yeah, I think because it'd be an interesting thing. they've already paid them, so you get them off your books. Yep. Um, if they're in the top two, yeah. I mean, I, I would think say you have to try to trade up before you do it to confirm it. But then right. you're trading. I would say Drake May's comparison is Herbert. Yeah. Um, so you'd be getting a guy that you think is a lot like him, or Caleb. You get him off your books. You get four more years of kind of cap freedom. That's, that's more the draft reason picks. why I would do it. I don't think that's crazy, and that's nothing to get. I know you're like, we just talked about how great Herbert is, but like, that's still, that's the only exception you trade for him for the number one or number two pick. Like, yeah, if if I was Chicago, I would do it. Oh yeah. I would rather have Herbert now than Caleb, like those two teams, that makes sense. And that's, and that's the thought process behind it for me, where I'm just like, if you're the Chargers, it's, it's tougher to try to go through a rebuild when you have a, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, because you're like, we're wasting the window. Um, And I know the quarterback's the toughest thing because we're going to get into some of these teams where you're like, man, they can never find a quarterback. Uh, but to say to yourself, we can get Keenan Allen off the books, we can get Austin Eckler off the books, we can get Derwin James off the books, we can get like all of these these major contracts, Bosa off the books. You're just going to clear cap space and collect as many draft picks as possible. Like in terms of trying to start a rebuild, if the Chargers really want to, they could completely reset everything and be in a be in a very good spot in terms of future draft capital so and if you want to be realistic about where you stand like the goal is to win your division and you're not going to do that no like unless you full reset and you're like all right well give us three years we'll catch back up with Mahomes. hopefully by then he's in year whatever and we'll have a chance to kind of rerun at this thing because this first try didn't work with rivers and herbert like yeah i think it makes a lot of sense for him to be traded I do too. And would I do it? No. I would I yeah, do it if, now, if Herbert 
comes out and is like, I'm tired of this stuff. I'm not going through a rebuild. And if he forces your hand, yeah. I wouldn't even try to to settle anything before you would lose more because people would, you know, the price would drop because people know he wants out. So yeah. if there's any inkling from Herbert that he doesn't want to go deal with a rebuild or any or a new coach or anything, uh, I would say try to take your money and run. Um yeah. and that's not a knock on Herbert. That's just situationally they're in a completely different spot than teams like Carolina or Pittsburgh that we'll get into. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, next one on Saturday, we both lost this one, both should have won it. Minnesota at Cincinnati. Um, great game. Minnesota comes out firing kind of like we thought the kind of Browning hype was, was wearing down. Um, I thought Mullins played really well, except for probably one of the worst picks we'll see, mm -hmm. um, falling down, just giving it to the defensive lineman. Crazy game. Cincinnati finds a way to win and hang on for the playoffs, stay in contention. Jamar Chase got hurt though, which could be an issue. Um, I mean, T. Higgins at the end of this game was just phenomenal. Not just the touchdown, but everything he did to take over when Chase went down. They just have dudes, and that can mm -hmm. make up for all these bad quarterbacks that we have in the league when you have weapons like that. Yeah, it's uh, the system somehow. It didn't work for 45 minutes, but it worked for 15. And yeah. they're just – they're somehow it's – you know, it goes back to the thing that I always think about that Saban said when he was a high school quarterback and he called, called a lot of plays and he went to the coach and they had one play left and he's like, you have an all-state receiver and an all-state running back. I don't care what play call you do. Like that you think players, not plays, put the ball in their yeah. hands. And it just seems like that's what they're doing in Cincinnati. They're like, I, I don't, we're just going to put the ball in guys' hands and we're going to let them make plays because they are really good players. And it worked out at the end. Yeah. This was a game that last year, Minnesota kept winning and, and this year they're kind of not. So that's, you know, kind of that regression you get. So the one possession flips. I don't know why every year I try to say it's so not going to be a thing and it always becomes a thing. Yeah. But there's, there's still uh, in playoff hopes, I think at seven and seven now, but a tough stretch to kind of finish to get in the playoffs. Um, I think we saw enough from Mullins that they can, they can get it done. Yeah. It's a lot besides that one very bad play. He's a lot, like we said, he's a lot safer of a quarterback than Dobbs in terms of controlling the game, but he is a backup quarterback in the NFL. So yeah, so good one for Cincinnati. They still got Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, so not an easy finish for them to try to make it. But, you know, putting themselves in position, they keep winning. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you think that they'd have to go – I don't know what if one and two for tiebreakers. I mean, it, it sucks that they're all AFC opponents. I just feel like that won't get it done. And to have to go two and one against – we yeah. you, you're, we think that one win is easier said than done. Or, you know, and I mean easier said. We think that one win is almost – really really good op opportunity but the other two to split with kansas city and the browns it's it's going to be tough to find one of those but and the problem is they have six conference losses so they they can't lose they, yeah, actually, they have to win out or they, they have, have to win two out. one yeah i mean it's Ooh. just it's such a mess um yeah it's fun uh saturday night or saturday afternoon sorry pittsburgh at indy um i i, I dread this game i hate playing pittsburgh Coker texted me during the day, you know, how much he loves playing us. Like all they do is beat us. Pittsburgh fans everywhere. Um, the game starts 13 to zero. And I, I legitimately was, was thinking about leaving because I was so sick of watching this game against Pittsburgh. Cause I've seen it since I uh, 2005. Like it was awful. We, we get a punt blocked. Mitch is throwing all over us. We look like crap. Watts getting sacks. Um, and then we settled down, and Gardner played the best game of, of the season. Um, other than the Pittman Hospital ball, which was not great, it still was dirty. 
I don't think I, I first was mad at Gardner. Um, cause I thought he put him in a bad spot, which he did, but that was, a, that was a ridiculous hit too. So it's amazing. Pittman is okay. Um, that was I crazy. think, I think that it's, it can go on both sides. I think mm -hmm. that, uh, there is partial Gardner blame, but at the end of the day, a hit like that, you feel like shouldn't happen. And I know I make a lot of jokes about like how I compare random NFL things to my awful football career, but I will never forget in an intramural flag football game, I was a quarterback and a friend of the pod, Matt Archel, uh, was one of my receivers and I was, you know, getting pressured and I was like rolling out and I just lofted one up to him and he like, re he like went to die for it. And one of the flag football guys from the other team went to try to like catch the ball and took what shoulder this temple in a flag football game and just knocked him out cold. And I was like, we ended up both having to go to the ER after that game, but it was like, did I leave him out to dry as the quarterback? Absolutely. Um, but also it's a flag football game. Should we be making yep. those contested opportunities at full speed if we're the other team? Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So. It goes both ways. It goes both, it goes ways. both ways. So I, I mean, I don't know. He has a bad history too. So that didn't help. He got suspended today without pay. Um, if he didn't have that history, he probably wouldn't have, but he, he's had a few of them. So I think the, without pay always sucks. Cause I, I don't it's three it's weeks. when it's, yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, the NFL, these are guys where, uh, people think that they make a lot of money, but you know, these game checks matter a lot because you never know how long your career is going to be. And I don't know why it hit me so hard when I saw that. Cause like back when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, suspend people. I don't really, you know, what is what it is. But now that I'm yeah. an adult and I see the without pay, you're just like that, that sucks for him. But I, you really don't see it a lot. No. And at first when I saw it, I was like, if he's going for the ball, that's not dirty, but the, it doesn't help that you just literally lowered your shoulder right into the guy when he was, it was such a, I don't know how Pittman walked away. It is amazing. It is truly amazing. Um, but yeah, we get down 13 0 and then just, just absolutely turn it on. You know, we put up 30 points Gardner once again, other than that was flawless. No, no ball in the air where Pittsburgh dropped. Oh shit. Um, didn't no sacks like where you're like, Oh, he's going to lose the ball here. He was great. He was great. And we did it really without Pittman for two and a half quarters. Um, Alec Pierce, DJ Montgomery, Tyler Goodson, and Trey Sermon. That's who we won the game with uh, and scored 30 points with. So really impressive performance on both sides of the ball. Um, and we're now in a position where we're eight and six. We have a better chance at the three seed than the playoffs um, because of how crazy the NFL is. But if we win the next two games and Houston wins the next two games, and the Jags lose at Tampa on Sunday, we'll be playing Houston on Sunday night in Indianapolis for the division, which is hilarious <laughs> and awesome and and just messed up, messed up. But I'm here for it, and uh, I'm enjoying the ride. So we, we played great. It was fun. I I can't remember the last time I was at Lucas Oil in the fourth quarter, and the game didn't matter. I, I truly cannot tell you the last time. It was amazing how fast it flipped where yeah. – uh, I was not able to watch really the beginning very closely and it was 13, nothing. And so I didn't see the punt, the blocked punt or anything. So I just funny. knew it was 13, nothing at that point and, uh, immediate touchdown. And then you look away and it was 14 to 13 and you're just like, and I, the one thing that kind of held me back was I was like, that's exactly how Cincinnati's game felt. It is. Yeah. And 
I was like, all right, but they just kept the pedal on the metal. Um, and I think it, it tells you a lot about, I, I just see a lot of similarities between this year's Colts teams and last year's Giants team where it's like mm-hmm. first year head coach, definite front runner for coach of the year. Like you just have guys out there that you would not expect making plays. You're winning football games in fun ways. Uh, and as a fan base, like it's, it's a, it feels like a lost season in a many, in a lot of ways, but man, is it fun? And you're just saying to yourself, if we can continue this and uh, next year, just, just add to the weapons and sure up the secondary and we're getting AR yeah. back. And it, it's just, it's a fun time to be a Colts fan. And like you said, the Saturday night where the city just had that vibe to it. And then you're walking out of Lucas oil on top of the world after beating a, not a, not a right. I mean, I guess a rival, like for a long time Colts fans, like, like you said, this is a Pittsburgh yeah. team that you just never felt like you'd get. And you go back to the Peyton Manning days and you're just like, yeah, there was, long always, history. Yeah, there was you know, it was Pittsburgh, New England and Indianapolis. Uh, and just yeah. to kind of get that win. I, I just feel like the, the fan base just has to be having a lot of fun right now. It was, it's just enjoyable. I'm trying to enjoy it. Like I know, may not go far. I like part of me doesn't want to win the division because I don't want to have that schedule next year, but you know, it, I'm not going to complain because winning the division is incredibly hard to do. Um, so I'd be over the moon um, on the Pittsburgh side. You and I had some texts back and forth on Sunday. Pittsburgh fans are very upset with Tomlin. They're starting to look back on the, on what this Tomlin era has been the last few years. I sided with them. I think it might be time for a reset um, and fire Tomlin and, and maybe just try to, you know, redo things as, you look at a division where there's Burrow and there's Lamar and there's a Cleveland team that's getting tougher every week. You reside on the side that, you know, I know there's a lot broke, but the coach is not one thing that is. And that, it's, you know, we kind of stayed on those sides. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's a tough spot and it's, 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 a, a, it's a spot, spot. that I, it's a spot that I'm glad that I'm not in because truthfully, I, I don't, I don't think that there's a right answer. I think yeah. that there's really just two answers and you look at which one can be less wrong. Um, obviously when you look at Pittsburgh, right. You're like, Hey, they haven't won a playoff game in how long. Um, and I understand that, but I don't feel like they've had a quarterback since 2017. Um, and this is a guy who without a quarterback in the AFC continues to just win and win and win. And I know he hasn't won a playoff game or like really done anything since the Jaguars lost. Yeah. Um, and that might be frustrating. This is going to be his first, it's not guaranteed yet either. Like they could end up with a winning record, but this would be his first losing record ever. Uh, this past Sunday confirmed for me that I have a losing record in nine of the last 11 seasons. Right. I've had to deal with a coach every two years. It's felt like yeah. since Tom Coughlin, and it's one of those things where Mitch said it best when we were kind of texting about it. He just sent one text. He's just like, the grass isn't always greener. And that's just how I feel about this Tomlin situation where you yeah. guys are getting on him. And I know the defense is has been struggling, but you also think like Minka hasn't been healthy. Watt hasn't been healthy. They're, like, they're been banged up. And it's one of the, like we saw with Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh, Chicago last year or whatever, two years, where it's like, they just kind of gave up yeah. because you're like, this offense is so bad. I know that he's loyal to a fault with like holding on to Ben probably too long and then holding on to Canada too long. And I get that, but it's just the guy's a winner. And when we say like, I know I had mentioned like what big Ben said about the Pittsburgh ways dead. I, we, there were some arguments about whether I said I agreed with it or not. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't even know what I said, but uh, the time we don't. 
I, I just think that, yeah, so let, look, there's a microphone in front of my face. I black out. I say some yep. stuff and then people text me whatever I said later yep. on in the week. Um, that's usually how it works. But, you know, I, I think that there's some guys who have not bought in. I think that in, in when we look at that, that's in one position group in the room because there's there's I mean, in the, in the locker room and it's the wide receiver room. Wide and receiver you know what? Room. Yes. For some reason, these guys have not bought in the Steeler way. I have not seen it in other areas of the team. I, I just think that we know that this offense is a problem and you're a, you're truthfully like if you can just get the right quarterback. It, it completely changes everything. And if I'm a Steelers fan, I, I said, like, I just don't think that this is a strong head co- coaching pool this year or yeah. candidate pool. I just don't, yeah. I don't, I don't see very many guys. And we'll, like Ben Johnson was the hot one. That's one. There's no guarantee you get him. He kind of cooled down. And then now he's back up after we talk about the next game. Yeah. But I, I just, I think you just need to let him say, like, give him an opportunity to try to get a quarterback. And what sucks is he's so good at coaching, arguably, yeah. that you're never going to get the top five draft pick. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe if the Herbert thing goes down, you just trade your your haul for him. But I I don't know if it's the right answer to keep him. But it's just you as a fan base, like I said, or a fan that's had to deal with nine losing seasons in eleven years, and to see that a team is seven and seven with a head coach that's a Super Bowl winning head coach who just does not lose games, and there's calling him an idiot and everything. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what's you guys. It's no offense to Colts fans, but it's almost like when Colts fans started talking about quarterback problems after, you know, the luck situation where you're like, you guys, you guys, this is the rest. This is welcome to the adult world. All right. This is what life is like right now. So that's just what it feels like. Um, we paid our and, dues. Yeah. And you guys have paid your dues now. And maybe if they fire Tomlin, we'll be talking about it in 10 years. We're like, remember when you guys ran that dude out of the building for no yeah. good reason? Um, I don't think that they'll fire him because no, no, no. talk about loyal, like there's the Steeler ways they've had what three head coaches. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. So it is what it is. But that's my Tomlin defense system that probably went on too long. No, I agree. I agree, and I understand. Like you said, I don't think there's a right answer. It's a tough spot because it is a division with Lamar and Burrow that don't look like they're going anywhere and are always going to be really good. Cleveland, you know, even if Watson isn't great, you look at what they're doing and the injuries they have, and they're still going to be a 10 win team this year, like that's tough to compete against. So it was more of like kind of a reset idea. The funny thing is like you guys were talking about it because, and myself the past 10 years since luck has retired, like just total bag of damaged goods. You, yeah. you and Mitch talking about this, which also means that you were right because you understand it. Like you both were immediately like, you cannot do anything because I promise you it gets worse. <laughs> like, it's- and it's, it's not wrong. crazy. You don't want but, to start that cycle because when you miss, yeah. you miss again and you miss again and you miss it was, again. It was like these alarms just like going like PTSD all <laughs> the way is. through. So it made me laugh partly because I've been there as well. Um, and then, yeah, the second thing is the receiver group. Like I, I Lisa texted and we, you know, you and I, the even draft night were like, why is Pickens falling? And everyone was trying to figure out like what he did. And it's nothing he did. Like Lisa said, this guy wouldn't be on a team if he wasn't with Tomlin. He no, would have been already gone. Uh, not only have we seen like the lax, like the the Deontay performances, you know, Pickens, they throw it up. Mitch throws it up to him and he gets mossed by a safety that is barely playing for us, Nick Cross, which I was I was proud of him because I wanted to be on the field more. But and then after that play, done. Like if you if the second interception Mitch threw where he overthrew Pickens, he's literally running opposite of where our guy is going because he doesn't want to try to tackle him. Yeah. Like he's the he's a nightmare. And 
it's one of those things where I say to myself, then it's, it, it truly has been the receiving room. Like their last guy, like AB kind of turned crazy. He was settled yeah. down, but that was when they were winning. I mean, they were still, they're still winning now. And so yeah. it's, but it's, you know, you have this trend of Claypool, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Nah. And it's like, they're just, they're just, they're run of the mill guys who have been given up and yeah. they're talented, but they're not, they're not playing hard. And yeah, like I know I, I have uh, close connections with Trubisky in terms of, my, I am friends of friends. I'm friends of very close friends and yes. on Twitter seeing them. And it's one uh, to, a you know, they're going to defend their guy to the death and I'll do the same thing with my guys, but it, they kind of at a point where they're like Pickens through the interception when he would like, it wasn't, it wasn't Trubisky's interception. It seemed like it was Pickens interception. And it just the felt like it was all, all Pickens. Yeah. So he gave the best player a one-on-one -on -one chance. Exactly. And it's like, if you're going to then complain as a wide receiver, you're getting your opportunities. Um, And I just, I, it, it sucks. And maybe that's why partly that feels like the Steeler way is dead where it's like guys who, you know, used to not act out are now acting out and yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's just time to move on, I think, with those guys. And I, I think that reset in that area, not necessarily reset in a complete overhaul. So it, totally fair. it's it's such a weird spot to be in, I, I feel like, as a fan where, you know, good for them. Their expectations are very, very high. 500 and not making the – or, you know, barely making the playoffs for them gets old. But it, it goes into another thing where I, we talked about that that division, right, Nightmare. Since early 2012s, no one's done anything besides the Bengals. Yeah. It's as, as crazy as it is to say, we have Harbaugh who won a Super Bowl. He hasn't won a playoff game or one playoff game since since he won the Super Bowl. And they've choked away as number one seed. And then you have Tomlin who, since his Super Bowl, he's not won, you know, pretty much any playoff games since then besides right, right. 2016 or 15 or whatever year it was. And now, and you know, we're looking at division. that. It's a regular season division, and the only people who have seemed to do anything are the Bengals. And uh, we'll see what happens in this this year's playoffs. And but you know, to be seven and seven, and yeah. you're what last place in your division, yeah, is by a by a wide margin is insane. It is it so is. so, yeah. It's a weird spot. Um, go horse. Thank God it looks like Ritter might get benched. I mean, the, if if the football gods haven't looked out for me before. That is, if Ritter plays, true, that's that's truly a godsend. Because if Ritter plays, God bless those Colts fans who don't know you. I, I have put us in such a bad spot. So, <laughs> so but we've known this. We've literally been looking at this for like two months now, knowing oh, this is going to happen. So we've known the yeah. entire time. Go horse, though. Uh, we rolled. Denver at Detroit. Boy, uh, was I wrong. <laughs> boy, was I wrong too. I. I Denver's on such a roll, it, it is hard to maintain. Um, I don't think less of Denver necessarily. I wouldn't say Super Bowl, maybe. I was maybe we both got a little excited on that regard. But yeah, you know, hey, they were playing like it. Sorry. Detroit, this is just a matter of one, they needed this, and two, golf inside versus outside. Yeah. Like the the first Detroit Road playoff game, let me tell you something. That well, my bank account, hello. Who could they possibly? Philly. Win? Would Philly be their first one? That'd be outside. Well, it depends who's the road team. I mean, they could go to Dallas, so that's indoors. Yeah, we'll get to them. Um, I mean, yeah, but if they go to San Fran or Philly, especially Philly, if it's cold, I mean, oh, it's okay. not a chance. Yeah, but it, I, I mean, Sam Laporte, their their draft class is phenomenal. That was what I got out of that game. 
yeah, their weapons are insane. It, it yeah. just feels like they've been asking for them. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to step up? Yeah. And Laporta has become a go to blanket for safety blanket for golf. You know, the thunder and lightning duo, it feels like where it's like Montgomery gets most of the carries, but Gibbs, yeah. like, he's going to have a 30 yard touchdown every week. Yeah. Um, Amon Rot, like, they, they just have dudes everywhere, it feels like. And I don't know what it was. Goff, I, Goff is going to be one of those guys where if you're a Detroit fan, you're like, man, hopefully we just get three good games. Like, we just need three good weeks, dude. Because if you get one bad week, who knows what's going to happen. I thought the defense, though, stepped up. Uh, you know, this was the Detroit team that we saw at the beginning of the year, and we haven't seen for the last month, and we were getting nervous, and we didn't feel like they had any home field advantage. And Denver was on the other side where they have been arguably the hottest team in the NFL coming into this. Um, yeah. But now if, if, if this game happened – September or October 12th, I would be the least surprised person in the world. Yeah. Um, but now I feel surprised about it when it happened December 15th or whatever day it was. So That's so weird. Such a weird league. Yeah. And Denver actually started off the game great. They got a punt. And then the first play, they find Judy for like 60 yards. They're down to the Detroit 20. And then Russ fumbled and it kind of just spiraled from there. Um, but yeah, yeah, Denver's not out of it. They're at seven and seven. They have five conference losses, which is pretty on par with the rest of. God, the Bengals are 0-4 in their division. I'm just kind of looking at the standings. Um, so Denver's not out yet, and they have three very winnable games to finish the year. Um, that that hurt them. So, yeah. But like, yeah, we'll get to the Colts won. Everything else, we got screwed. So this next one, we'll skip over one. I mean, do you have anything on the Jets, Miami? Uh, Zach Wilson got hurt. So yeah. then they looked bad. And all of a sudden, Jets fans wanted him to not be hurt. So I don't have anything on that, though. I don't either. We 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 wanted we expected kind of Miami to show back up even without Tyreek. That was impressive. We were curious. Yes. So, Waddle also though up. the the two it, sometimes it's funny for me when I see like guys getting like so celebratory when they're just doing what they're supposed to do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It always makes me mad. It like Tua was. I don't know why. Our, I'd see it on red zone and he's like staring at the bench, like pointing and whatever. And I'm like, dude, you're up 23 to nothing on against Trevor Simeon. Like, let's, let's not act like this is some big win. So that's my Miami comment, but it was, look, that's what they did. What we wanted them to do. Right. We can't. Yeah. We asked for that. They did. mm -hmm. They did it. So good for them. Um, Houston at Tennessee really needed Tennessee to win this. They get a pick six. They're up 13, nothing. I'm like, there's no way Houston can score that much to even win this game. And sure enough, they win it. Um, you know, if Shane doesn't get coach of the year, D'Amico for sure. Whoever makes the playoffs between us two is going to get coach yeah, of the year. I like that, agree. that win was so impressive. Um, my question is, though, and he kind of talked about it for the first time, does this feel like the end of the Derrick Henry era in Tennessee? Um, I, it I don't think has- he's slowed down. It's, I feel like it has to. I don't know. I've yeah. the style of play just it, it just got it's got to end because they I mean they killed them. Yeah, uh, I think it's a lot of things. I think that they're going to be a rebuilding team. That there's no reason to spend your money on a veteran running back. I think yeah. that I know Billy Football started the trend like a couple of years ago, but the dude cannot run in between the tackles. <laughs> so it's like sometimes when you're like, we just need to start. Like we're gonna have to push it down their throats, push it down their throats. It's like. Yeah. It just feels like every time you run up the center, he's just on the ground and it's a two yard gain. And Spears, uh, is, good. I mean, Spears, Spears is good. It you you want to have you want to be able to get that off your books. So 
I don't, he probably doesn't want to deal with a uh, losing team rebuild esque feel. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that both parties, it makes sense to move on. And if you're a Tennessee fan, it's one of those things where it, when he retires, if he's in the Hall of Fame, he's going to probably be in the Hall of Fame as a Tennessee Titan, and you're going to love him for the moments that he had. But it just feels like it's the right time to split before things get sour. I agree. I think it'd be a clean break on both sides. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I think Tennessee. It also this game. I know it's a small sample size. It's not fair. I just feel really good about the division in terms of Will Levis and this Titans team. Like I just. You know, yeah, he, he, he can throw it far. He can throw – he's going to make some one or two plays in the game. But, you know, down to down, I, I just don't – I don't see it. I just don't understand, like – He's so they, reckless, too. How did they beat Miami last week, dude? Well, it was – I mean, they were down 14 with two minutes. I know. It's, like, it's just it was like – miracle. He's not – I don't – it's not a it was a, it was nonsense. I feel so correct about Will Levis. I mean, there's a couple of things that I, that I have been very taky on for years. I, I just feel like the Will Levis take, like I, I don't, I don't think that comeback makes you wrong about. No, 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 and that's not what I'm trying to say. It just it makes me think so much about like because he's not a good quarterback. It's like how does that happen? It's it all it has to do. I, it's never happened before in like 700 games. It's yeah. literally never happened. So I just don't. If you're a Tennessee fan, you're probably asking yourself right now, like, if Tannehill wasn't hurt, what's our record? I, I agree. I think it's the worst thing that could have happened because now, like, that game, that moment, like, he's your guy next year, no question. Yeah. Like, you got to do another year. With, and now he's hurt and you're going to have Tannehill back in. They're going to win a game. Tannehill's yeah. better. Like, and, but they, like, it was right to switch to Levis, but, like, because you know what you're getting with Tannehill, but he's better. I, I also have a weird feeling about what Levis is like in terms of how people view him in the locker room, like oh, attitude wise, because he, he gets, he's a little too like, I'm, I'm fine with the emotional when you're winning, yep. but like you can't as a quarterback, like we'll get into Patrick Mahomes because he's starting to go down that trend a little bit, but it's like, sometimes you got to contain yourself. Yeah. Uh, when you're, when you're the leader of the team as the quarterback, you got to contain yourself. And there was, you know, a little controversy. Did you see about uh, Tannehill on the sidelines when he got hurt? And you're like, yeah, I mean, look, I there's there's a couple things here. First of all, like I think that Tannehill no has known his spot in Tennessee for years, right? Yeah. Like everyone said, you know, you're look, you're you're kind of a bridge quarterback. You're not a franchise guy. I I if he thinks that he is, then I think that he's wild. Like everyone knows, and I just feel like you know. You look at a lot of these quarterbacks when they're the old vet and there's a there's a young draft pick and they kind of do that like a lot of times there's that mentorship. It's different when they're the star and they're yeah. like now there's a guy trying to take his his you know team away. But you know, like Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, for example, where there's like that little bit of like, you know, older brother. Yeah. And I feel like Tannehill would be the guy to be that for a lot of people because I just I just I like Ryan Tannehill. I just feel like he's a good dude. I feel like he he's a team guy. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like the reaction, if it truly was what we think we saw, I just feel like that tells you a lot about what Will Levis is, where he's just kind of like if, if he goes in there and he's like maybe he's shrugging off Tannehill and he's kind of like, no, it's my, you know, I'm it's my team, I'm taking over, blah, blah, blah. If it's like a little weird like that in the quarterback room, I don't know. It just Tells you a lot about yeah. Levis. And for that's those all hypothetical, know, by the way. All yeah, for those who don't know, there's just a video that surfaced when Levis was down. Tannehill's kind of warming up. Someone maybe kind of hits him and says something, and then Tannehill kind of just starts smirking. 
um, as if like, like a, you know, look what you got yourselves into kind of thing. And I think it could be both. I think I bet Levis isn't the one kind of asking for mentorship because he just seems really cocky. I, I, you know, we're judging a guy pretty hard right now without knowing, but it seems like he'd be one to not be great at taking advice. Yeah. Um, and on the other it's side, what, it's what we're supposed to do on podcast though. We are supposed, yeah, to, we're supposed to make to takes with limited information. And then, <laughs> That's true. And the other side, you have Ryan Tannehill who, you know, we know who he is, but this, I mean, God, they were the one seed at one point and made the AFC championship. So that's not nothing. And this is two years in a row of them drafting a guy for him to be his replacement. And both so have I, been I, awful. Yeah. So I don't expect him to be team guy again. Um, so yeah, it's just a weird situation there. Um, but they're just in a bad spot. And for Houston, they stay alive. They are now uh, eight and six as well. Um, they have some tough games. They have the Browns, the Titans, probably with Tannehill, and then the Colts to finish up. But I mean, this is just a tough ass team. Like, yeah. They, they just can awesome. win. They can win in a lot of different ways. It feels like, and I, I know this was different because CJ Stroud wasn't there. But even with him, it's like they can win with the defense, low scoring, and they can win yep. by just scoring thirty-five. I'm curious to see what the injury report looks like next week. If CJ Stroud comes back, if Nico Collins comes back, it, you know those things. But you know they have guys like Noah Brown who are somehow just a, right. electric receivers to have. So. Devin Singletary is like revived. Like, yeah. yeah, so it's impressive. Good win by them. Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, Green Bay, man. This God. wasn't on Jordan Love, though. All, no, like, no. Yeah, he was pretty good. This, this, this Joe Barry for Green Bay is hated so much by these fans. Yeah. It's just, you know, Green Bay is just kind of one of those things, right? Uh I do agree. I mean, it's the defense has been so bad, but for some reason the defense was really good for a couple of weeks and now they're like back to being awful. Can't stop the run. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked like the best I've ever seen Baker Mayfield look 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and you know, look, Jordan love played well, but they also scored 20 points. So <laughs> that's tough. It's tough. Um, I would say, and he's getting a lot of love and I think he deserves it. Just good on Baker. Like, I think it is a guy who still has the emotions and the dumb plays, but definitely also a guy that has calmed down a little bit too. The like, maturity that we've seen is it's insane. Awesome. Like, I think he's your guy, like he's your guy in Tampa and you can be okay with that. Like in the NFC South, he's clearly the best quarterback. 100%. I think they're going to win the division this year and I think 100%. they can win it years after. Like, 100%. It's like, it's total credit to him and the offensive coordinator. And I don't want to like take this is going to be such a dumb thing, but it's just when I was watching that game yesterday, and maybe it's just a, a react overreaction on what we saw. But you're like, I mean, this was the type of team that Tampa won a Super Bowl with. Was now they had more that this I'm just trying to say they had more talent on both no. sides of the ball, but it yeah. was just the random games that were going to pop off offensively. But it's like they can win with just a clean game from their quarterback, like 252 touchdowns, and their yep. defense holds another team to 20 points. Right. And if and if this is a Tampa team that can all of a sudden figure out a way to do that in you know the future, get and they're I mean their weapons are great. Rashad White is turned into one of the top Rashad running backs White, in the NFL. I love watching him. He's so fun. And He's then so they good. have they have Chris Pop, Godwin, who's a safety life. blanket. Mike Evans is n- not going away at all. Kate Otten was making plays. Solid. So it's like they're offensively, if they can sure up the O line a little bit more, because I know that's been kind of an issue. Uh, you know, and then defensively, I don't know, they just they have guys, and it's just kind of 
reload, right? Vita Vea, and is Devin White, is he back? I don't know. They had a he, had, he was out for un, unrelated reasons. Vea's just getting back. Um, it's so like these guys team, are getting back now. That hasn't gotten near their peak. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to say, where it's like, yeah, they're a scary team to look at because, you know, think about if you're Philadelphia right now and you're like, this is a team that gets back to a defensive peak that we've seen that they could have with this talent. And offensively, I just feel like they can beat you in a lot of ways right now. Yep. And I really, Tampa, I really hope they win the division. Yes, I don't want to deal with any of the other teams. No, I, I really don't want to hope deal they with any of the other teams. Be, like you were just saying, it'd be such a tougher game for when we've basically been saying it's a bye game for that Dallas or Philly. Now Dallas has to go to Tampa. Talk about Dallas, same old Dallas. So not on great. The road. And on the road too, which we'll yeah, get into. Exactly. And even Philly right now, where you're like, Philly has now looked good. I just imagine being one of the NFC teams, NFC East teams, and you're like, Tampa's peaking at the right time, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, they're a tough team to play. They're getting healthy. They're confident. And we, like got the it, they're conf- and we got to go there now. Yeah. So they have a they have a, I, an experienced coach. They have an experienced quarterback, like who's won, not won, but almost won a game in – uh, arrowhead so right. on the road like it's it's just i i would not want to face this tampa team right now yeah i agree i'm just glad we have a fun team in the south i hope i really yeah. hope they end up winning it because it's, it's not over yet at all because saints are oh saints are up yeah. next saints win yeah well i was gonna say like i was gonna get into it a little bit with with the cleveland thing too but like like baker now that he's calmed down i'm not around guys who are like like riding his you know whatever yep. really hard and like way over emphasizing how good he was like he's fun to watch like i enjoy it like i i mean the flip i've had on him where like that christmas day two years ago three years ago was still the best christmas i ever had and it was simply just because the fans were just annoying and now and i'm going to get into it with cleveland in a little bit but it's just not being around those fans 24 7 anymore it's a complete change on how i view baker and the browns couldn't agree more i really enjoy watching the bucks uh you're up it's such a stupid sport, man. You know, I spend three weeks just like lose, 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 and we go three and oh, and you're like, what the hell? And then I'm like, you know what? Fine. And let me buy in. Let me buy in a little bit. Let me like want to win a football game. And then we just get taken to the barn. Just nothing was working. Uh it that that was the only thing that sucks. So back to a top five draft pick, I'm pretty sure. So that's fun. Uh let's figure out a way to lose some football games. We got Hey, Eagles, you want to get me a good Christmas present? Just run us over. Just make us lose. I don't even care about this game. At the all at the beginning of the year, I was like, for the love of God, when I had expectations, I was like, if it, a meaningful Christmas Day game against the Eagles is going to put me out, yep. I just get right game for the Eagles, for the love of God. Uh, let's lose out. Um, it was one of those things where our offensive line, like all of a sudden fell apart again seven sacks. I, I don't think DeVito is like a problem at all. I'm still curious to kind of see what he is. Uh, Kafka, like, God, I hate what happened. Like sometimes the giants and Kafka, I don't know who's like, if dabble is in his ear at all about it, or if it's a Kafka situation, but they sometimes just turn to the softest play calling ever. And you're just like, dude, like at least try to win the game, man. Like we're not, we're down. Like there's no, we're not protecting anything right now. Like just dude, let's see what DeVito has. Let him rip it a little bit. Um, so that was the only frustrating thing. And Jonathan Vilma is just the dumbest guy in the world. I hate listening to Jonathan Vilma on, and I know you've, you had to hear me complain about it. The the duo of Schlereth and Vilma, 
That's, Dan it's, Vilma it's, it's, is the worst. And he's, so, and he's Saints biased. So that well, it wasn't even that. He was just like talking like the things he says. It's like, that's just not right, man. Like he was going on a thing about dabble and play calling. It's like, he's not calling the plays, dude. Yeah, it's tough. So like, what are, are you doing? Like, you know how you always hear about the commentating crews are like talking with the teams before right. the game. Are we, is he just not showing up? God, he's so he's so bad, and like the things he says are so stupid. He's I'm, he's leading. You want to talk about like we want the right people leading the youth of America. Yeah. And when the youth are listening to Jonathan Vilma on Fox NFL Sunday, I mean, he is guiding them in the wrong direction about what the game of football is. He's just an idiot. Great. So, oh, it's been so. It was so. I I was glad. I I don't know. Third quarter, I put them on the small screen. I put red zone on the top to pay attention to everything else because I couldn't handle him anymore. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm thinking about it today. I think it was nice, um, even if you don't know about DeVito yet, I think it's nice when you're in a tank and you realize you're you're in a tank and it's a long-ass season and you don't want to be in a tank, that you got a few weeks there of, of different thoughts and joy. And now, you know, this quote-unquote tank is only three games, you know, compared to a whole season, if that makes sense. So I'm, I'm glad you got that when I kind of got to think about it because – you know, when you know you're you're in that bad position, it sucks. It sucks yeah. every week. You go into every game. You can't help but want to win. Um, so at least you got that for a few weeks, and you still now are in a position to have a good pick, um, you know, with these last few games. So Yeah, I'm glad that we got the top. Oh, the Packers game, man. It, it just – that one's going to haunt me if it, like, if we're a pick away from anything, it's going to be that one. That is. We're going to find out, yeah, in April about that one. So, I mean, your last three opponents, you got Eagles twice and the Rams. So, not great. Yeah, I, you'd like to think that we find a way to go 0-3 right. there. God forbid that the Eagles, like, if it's like, I swear to God, dude, the last week of the year, if it the Eagles happen. decide to rest their starters or something. You need like, them to lose tonight. I I know, because if they it's will. like, if, if it's one of those things where lose, we have like a top four pick or something, and win, we're like eighth, and the I don't Eagles know rest you. their I starters. Really- I would literally two years, two times in the last three years or four years where their wrestling starters ruins my season. I would, I would, the disdain for that franchise would just keep growing because they're quitters. Uh, they'd be the worst, biggest quitters in the world. It would be, I mean, you're already getting mad. It's three weeks out. Yeah. It would be scary. Scary. Um, so yeah, Saints seven and seven. Please beat them, Rams, on Thursday because I, I cannot watch this team in the playoffs. Um, so yeah. No. Next, Atlanta at Carolina. You finally got your Carolina win. So God, God, it was pretty, man. <laughs> I think. No one was more of a believer than me. Uh, the Panthers have now won two games, um, 15 to 13 and 9 to 7. So Sounds about right. Yeah, I, th- I think like what we were about to say, this is all about Arthur Smith. It, I, I would fire him. It's pathetic. <laughs> I was playing Bijan in a fantasy football playoff matchup against a uh, longtime listener, Kate Orris. And the entire time, I was just waiting for the points to just tally up. <laughs> Rain, you think, hey, we're going to put the, we're just going to run the ball. Yep. It just never happened. Just Tyler never Algeria. put the ball in his high. Yeah. And you're just like, I, it goes back to the thing I said about Saban. And you're just like, sometimes you just say, hey, I'm going to – like, think about the Cincinnati Bengals right now. If they were just trying to run a cute offense yeah, and they were trying to do cute play schemes and whatever, they would not be where they are right now. No. And I'm not saying that 
the Falcons would be some miraculous 10 win team right now, but you'd like to think that they would be winning two or three more games, which would put them in that area because of just what their record is with it. And it's, they just don't put the ball in their best players hands and it makes zero sense. And it's been a theme for forever. And it makes no sense because when they, when he was at Tennessee, I mean, they put the ball in guys' hands and they're just not doing that right now. So I don't get it. No, they could still make the playoffs. Unfortunately, I hope we beat them because I don't. Yeah, it's another team I'm tired of watching. I I am a, the biggest fan of Johnny Smith, but I can't even be this big of a fan of it. Like, stop, stop giving him the ball. It's it's ridiculous. Like they're not even really giving the ball. He had two receptions. Like they're just it's not. Oh, they were giving him a hand. They do they they do their jet sweep to Johnny like, like twice a is, game. Why is Kyle Pitts not getting that? They get down to the five and they're running jet sweeps to Cordell. It's like, look, the Cordell thing was fun. Now he's like forty. Like stop! Oh my god, it was so it just—it's so dumb what they do. But no, so I yeah, I just Arthur's. It's it's getting old. Um, good for Bryce. Let a fourth quarter drive to win the game. Finally, yeah. In the rain, no the one rain. was there. Ninety yards, no, no one, one was there. Was good there. for the fans. Good for the fans not showing yeah. up. Send a message. Yeah, that's all I got on that one. Yeah. Um, Casey in New England, not impressed. Good win. Kadarius Tony, this guy is he's, he's so already lost them two football games like guarantee like we know he's already lost them two football games and they luckily they were up 10 when this happened but this dude is and i don't know if mahomes came to the sideline like when i mentioned mahomes in the levis conversation yeah. earlier i was talking about after that play mahomes comes yep. to the sidelines and he's like he either said i'm sick of this i'm sick of him or i'm sick of it one of the two hopefully it was him and he it had a little bit of an outburst and it's kind of like back-to-back weeks. The difference is, is that like Mahomes is like, a, I don't know, two times over winning quarterback and like one the best quarterback in the league. So he can kind of have these outbursts. But my God, I'd be sick of it too if I was him because it's it's the same guy three it's games. Uncontainable. Uncontainable. How could he, he can't just go to the sideline and be act like he doesn't, not upset. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, ridiculous. we'll get him the next time, man. Like no, it's, it's so over. egregious that this guy is just awful. He does it week after week. I even going into last year, it feels like he was doing that. He's so bad. Uh, and it's just, I'm, hey, Giants fans. Oh, this was another thing Jonathan Vilma said, by the way, because it made this conversation maybe. Because remember, Giants, no one's had more dropped interceptions than this, or like tip up by the offense interceptions than the New York football Giants in the last three years. Jonathan right. Vilma said, because it almost happened to Brita, he was like, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley can give him those options, but, you know, the other guys, you got to put it right on the numbers. Hey, idiot. It's, you do realize that, like, the first two weeks of the season, I'll Saquon Barkley had was playing the tip drill with the defense when they were right at the number, you moron. So, yeah. God, that pissed me off when he said that. I was, like, ranting. I was like, what are you talking about right now? I'm like, it's a long story. We have a history right now. Um, no, it's awful. Back to Kadarius Tony. That's what I've had to deal with. The guy is so bad at football. And like people are like, why do Giants fans care? Why do Giants fans care? We didn't. But this guy started coming at us every offseason about the New York Giants. So now we're hey, loser. Yep. I mean, Benjamin, Benjamin Solak tweeted it last week and now it applies to this week. He's like, I'm kind of joking, but also like, would you give back the opportunity for that punt return by Kadarius in the Super Bowl for for all the bad he's done every every other game? Because he did. He had an incredible punt return to, you know, kind of win them the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everything else has been so detrimental to what they're trying to do. Everything. It's, it's like, I I, may not, I don't think it's worth it. I think no, I would just try not. to drive. Fair catch it and try to drive. 
I like can't keep track of like what I know. I can just see flashback plays. I'm like, I don't even know what game this was, but I can tell you fourth quarter things he had. And did we talk about it with the Chiefs? I know we mentioned where it was like, was it the Chiefs or was it a different team? I don't remember. We were like, hey, you know, the Bears kept saying all yeah. year, was yeah. it the Chiefs? Because yeah, this just says it again where it's like, if you're a Chiefs fan, you know it's coming. Like you yeah. can tell that it's coming. And everyone's like, Travis Kelsey looks washed. And Travis Kelsey's had a bad year, I would say. And like he had that dropped interception in the end or touch on the end zone. But it's also the first time as a Chiefs guy where it's like, I mean, you can just put three guys on him and just say, like, <laughs> hey, we're going to get the ball if he throws yeah. it somewhere else. You catch so, two, you'll drop the third. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this I team, know. you know, what they it's jacked up crazy. Them, They're nine and five. Yeah. They're the three seed right now. Baltimore still has to play at the 49ers and the Dolphins. Okay, so they could reasonably drop those two, right? Yeah. Miami's at four losses. They have Dallas and the Bills, if you exclude the Ravens. The Chiefs have the Bengals at home, the Raiders, the Raiders at home, at home. The Chargers. <laughs> so they could easily get the damn one seed again and only have to win two games. I don't think they can still do it right now, but like, I mean, that would make it so much easier. So well, much easier. in the division that people just want to lose, lose football, find a way to lose. Again. Like we'll get into the Baltimore Ravens, but that was a closer game than what the scoreboard showed. <laughs> they are. They so are. Like, yeah. these, every team in this division wants to lose. And you go to Arrowhead and I mean, my God, it's. Yeah. I, they're just going to like find their way in the Super Bowl again. So I honestly, like, I don't care. It's one of those things where like as an NFC guy, I never have the same. Like growing up around AFC, all AFC, but I don't like we don't have I don't have one NFC guy in our like hometown group. So like all of your guys' hate I never had to deal with. And yeah. it's kind of that with Mahomes, but it's like one of those things where you're like, of course he gets I would it. only be mad if they won it this year. Cause if they make it, it'd be kind of funny. Cause like they they're not good. Yeah. And just I also want the 49ers to win so badly. If they play the Eagles, thank God we're not gonna hopefully be watching with each other because last year got nasty. So <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. Uh, so yeah, goodbye Kansas City, but still same same shit, different day. Um, Arizona at San Francisco. Or I'm sorry, San Francisco, Arizona. Uh, my dad and I had them for our Survivor Challenge. Let me just say this: God, I wish I was a fan of this team because I had just a ball of a time. So funny. I mean, we're just so high fiving. Yeah. I mean, they scored had... the first possession. I'm like, we're good. Yeah, Arizona did. I'm like, I don't care. I was well, yeah. I was very stressed, but. I just they I have just negative doubts. <laughs> they are so fun. They didn't uh, play well defensively. It didn't matter. No, their defense was awful. They still got a pick reason. six. Like they had a good. pick six. It was like McCaffrey is like the best player in football. Why is he not getting a VP talk? I don't know. We always have to give to quarterbacks. These awards don't mean anything anymore. But that's a different conversation. Uh, Kittle, like, Beast. is he the best tight end in football when he's like healthy? Maybe. Debo, like Ayuk wasn't even didn't do anything. No, he had a drop. He didn't play well. No, and they scored forty five points. Like Purdy got killed, and he came out and was perfectly fine. I mean, they're so confident. Purdy gets knocked out, and Shanahan goes sprint rollout backside throw with Darnold first play. That's how much they don't care. Yeah, this (laughs) is it's. They're such a wagon. You want to talk about MVP for this team? It's the bye week because the Evers, they, they they stumbled into the bye week and it came at the perfect time and they have just come out pouncing since then. And you know, you look at the NFC. Uh, I 
there's not a close don't. second right now. There's not. I just don't. No, it's. I, I truly think that like it's going to take a Brock Purdy Brock Purdy UCL injury for them to not yeah. make the playoffs. That's that is what it is. But I actually I take that back because I trust Sam Darnold enough right now with this team. Right. That I just need like if they have to if we have to have the conversation about emergency quarterbacks again this year yeah. because that's what that made them not make the Super Bowl last year, then I would be like. Uh, they're not going to win. That's that's where I'm at with this team, which is probably not good because every time I talk good about a team right now, they, the next week is awful. But it's weird. Like, cause I'm so tired of the Purdy discourse after every game. Like, is it good enough? The yak. The, watching the game, there was a stat: the 49ers are number one in yak five years running. Five years in a row. Like, I don't think people like number one for five years in a row. That's that insane. is unreal. But also, like, I watch it. I'm like, and I get. He, he probably wouldn't be great on another team. That's fine. I don't care. Like, he's so – you think so? I don't know. Well, no, I'm not going to say going to be. Like, he's so good. His ball yes. placement, he can move out of the pocket. Like, I was – like, he was bailing them out, but then he also has the talent, too, to come com, combat it. Like, And I get it. Like, I agree. Would he be like, would this you good? you want him to be the Giants quarterback? No. But that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I t- well, this is – okay. I, I take that back. Would I rather have him over everybody else? Well, yes. yes, but like, but you know like, I mean. if you're saying like, could I, like, I would I be a successful? No, because he does have the best yeah. system and the best weapons. But you say all of that, and you're like, yeah, I don't think he's like necessarily, you know, Patrick Mahomes' talent level. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do this. Trey Lance couldn't do this, and Brock Purdy is making them like the greatest show on turf. So there's something where it's like. Would I want him? No, because I know that he's going to come to the New York Giants and get sacked seven times and have yeah. Darius Slayton drop a football to win a football game. Uh, but, but who cares? Like he's not on. He's on the 49ers. So it is. Like, and, it is what it is. And we talk about like, yeah, is he assistant quarterback? Is he this? Is he, is he that? It, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't do this. Trey Lance couldn't do this. And Brock Purdy is doing this. So as a 49ers fan right now with, with Kyle Shanahan, you're shooting 33 percent. And the 33% is is Brock Purdy. So as much as we want to take away credit because of the system and the weapons that he has, I understand. But clearly it's not great for every NFL quarterback because it, it didn't work for the two predecessors to him. And I think that has a lot of credit for Brock Purdy right now. I agree. And you want to be like, oh, but the 49ers made the Super Bowl. Uh, Jimmy threw it seven times in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. He threw it seven times against that, Pack- against that Packers game. They would have won the Super Bowl if he could put a football on a guy. Correct. So, so yeah, that's all there is there. Um, NFC, what was Arizona, that? once again, I love Trey McBride. I hope they get Marvin. They're just, they could be fun. Yeah. Uh, Did you purposely skip a one o'clock game? Did you want to have that at the end? I keep doing this. Jets, Miami? No, it was arguably the, like the most exciting one of the one o'clocks. <laughs> Bears, Browns. Oh my God. <laughs> just wait until the end. I was like, are we I, – usually it's like you'll say something like, hey, we're going to hold off that because it's, a, it's yeah, actually I, probably I, a very important conversation. But Let's wait. Let's wait because okay. it does deserve it. Yeah. Um, next other- one, Washington at Rams. I mean, the Rams are good. Uh, I, I was – a lot of people in my Survivor had the Rams, so I was cheering for the Commanders. Seven comes in, starts putting on a damn show. Like, I love them. They get down to the one with 434 to play. Just kidding. That. You're on the one-yard line. 434 to play. I know Aaron Donald's there. You got Jacoby Brissett, quarterback sneak king. They did not score until 157. Yeah. Um, and then 
they don't go for two. Mm -hmm. Analytics, they get it blocked. And then with three timeouts, they onside it. Yeah, Ron didn't make a lot of sense what we were doing there. Um, Riverboat Ron just not putting the right bets in the right places. I I don't know why I was like watching this game. Like I put it on at that point, and I was yeah, like, I cared, I cared, I cared a lot because I was like, I want my, I want you know my friends to have happiness in this world. Thank you. And I mean, uh, it was up. just, it was just the most like frustrating end to a football game ever. Like it's one of those things where you don't expect it, and you're like, ah, we kind of take a miracle, but you're here, and there's an opportunity, and all of a sudden you're like, you're just frustrated because it was just the worst game management I've ever seen in my life. It felt like. I mean, if they score right there, you're down seven with, with three four and a half minutes left, so they have to get like three first downs in their own territory. Yeah, and it took them three minutes inside the one. Mm-hmm. So I hope Terry gets out of there. Uh, but the Rams really dominated. Kyron fumbled twice inside the 30. Like I'm not the Rams are still great. So um Dallas to Buffalo. I mean, what a what a what a moment for you. Yeah, I, I was right on two occasions. First of all, Dallas, we all we all know what Dallas is. And number two is what has Justin Buckman been saying for three years that That's the really, Bills need? The Bills are running the damn football, Justin. And all of a sudden, they're just scoring a lot of points and winning football yeah. games. So it it was one of those things where I was facing James Cook in fantasy. Kate had him. I was the biggest Ty Johnson fan you've ever seen in your life. Uh, but James Cook... They're the scheme, the blocking schemes. I mean, that guy was just had could run anywhere. He was elusive. He was reading. He was reading the He's holes so right. He was making the right cuts. And yeah, like he what had twenty five carries for hundred and eighty yards. And this is what I've been saying that the Bills have needed for years. Where I'm like, when it comes down to the cold weather, and when you're trying to beat these high powered offenses, just being able to run the ball down your throat and have that, and not be on Josh Allen. Yep, uh, is huge. Josh Allen threw the ball fifteen times. He was seven for fifteen for ninety four yards. Yep. And one touchdown, two James Cook, and then one rushing touchdown. Um, so it was it was great to see because you're like, all right, now as much as I hate this Bills team, I hate Sean McDermott, and I will continue to not cheer for them because of yep. certain situations. Uh, you're like, this is what they need to be. Like now they feel like a complete football team. And if they make the playoffs, arguably are they the scariest team because they're they're a complete football team now. It took three and a half years for them to figure it out, but they got there. It is. I mean, maybe we, I mean, Ken Dorsey, maybe there was an issue there because Joe Brady has unlocked the running game. Yeah. You said it all. Dallas is Dallas. It's all we needed to see on their end. Buffalo's running the football. The worst thing, though, was Al Qaeda supporter Sean McDermott after the game. I was going to ask you if you, if you knew. <laughs> I think he did it because he's worried about losing his job and needs Josh on his side. Like, that's the only thought. He gives the game ball to seven for 15, Josh Allen. Who had 94 yards. Josh got it and was like, what am I doing with this? He was. James Cook had like, James Cook was the first person since Thurman Thomas. And I know a lot about Thurman Thomas. Most people don't. Thurman Thomas, Hall of Fame player, like one of probably the best bill of all time. He was the first person since then at over 200 all-purpose yards, uh, one touchdown, receiving one touchdown rushing. And he did not get the game ball. How many? How many? I I, I, I like Josh Allen, so I don't want to cheer against them but i just i can't i can't i no, can't get there anymore no i terrorist supporter yeah so i had a re- revelation too and i know i'm talking about face but god i want to win our fantasy league so badly yeah. dude i care about it so much like 
Josh Allen almost had that comeback for me to win against Alvin Kamara's six touchdowns on Christmas against me. And I was like, if he, if we ended up, or if I ended up winning that, I would have a completely different perspective on Josh Allen. But since the survivor, since every well, situation, since him just being a bum, uh, we're here now. So he has been sorry. a survivor killer, which is why I'm so scared to take Buffalo this week. Cause he, he's lost it for you. He's lost it for me twice. It's, it's, are uh, they sorry. home? I would not take them on the road. Well, they're at the Chargers, so that's like oh, I mean, they're just but the interim bump. Who's their interim? Interim bump and national TV embarrassment bump. It's terrifying. And, yeah, it's a primetime game. Um they suck. Is Herbert playing? Is the question. If it's no, Easton Stick, he's done for. Okay, the that's right. I knew that. If it's yeah. East, like it's Easton. I know. Stick. It's like the Panthers thing. It's like, look, the interim bump can only take you so far. <laughs> like so, yeah, we're still deciding. We'll see. Enon's out. Eckler's doing first down celebrations down 49. Yeah, that, that was great. So, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I have scars. I have scars. Um, I Dude, I'm telling you what. B&E Consulting needs to pop out because I just feel like when we have these trends that we see just with our eyes, I could have yeah. told Ken Dorsey years ago, and maybe he's, maybe he's, you know, the guy getting all the credit right now. Yeah, hey, run the ball. Yeah. So, uh, the Sunday night. Baltimore Jacksonville about as weird as I think one would expect the Ravens and Jacksonville to play two bizarre teams. One's just good at being bizarre. One's not No. like the Jags. I'm not worried about the future because what else could this team want? You've got a great quarterback. You've got great weapons. You've got a great coach and you've not figured it out. They so got- I'm not worried. About, I'm not worried about them. No, I, I truly don't understand this team. It is so weird. They have, God, they have weapons everywhere. And defensively, they have like two great edge rushers. Yeah. And they just, like, they had two missed field goals in the first half. Yep. They threw the ball inbounds to end the half where they would have gotten at least another field goal. I love love that they had a play ready. I love that they had a play ready and didn't spike it. That can't be it. No, it's Parker Washington flat. Yeah, like it's almost it's dumber than the Dak Prescott slide. Totally, or Dak Prescott run. It's yeah. I I just they man they do things and they just fall apart in at situations and you know they're gonna make if if they make the playoffs I should say like I don't know if I'd want to face them. No, it's every week I they have no no idea. But I don't know what they are. They could go to the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I predicted them to go to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. It's I maybe so I did, maybe I did it. They're the team that I, I loved. Did. I, I don't know what I did. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't I don't get it. Like the, you have everything you need outside of London, Bill Simmons. Outside of London, this is a six and six team. <laughs> Dude, they are move the team to London. Because you're the home field Tom advantage. Tom talking be, about it. It's time. Yeah. Go. The home field advantage would be second to none. Yep. Like we talked about, oh, the West Coast to East Coast 1 p.m. game. Imagine the 8 a.m. game in London for the fellas. They would win every week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. This team is just a mess. Um, and then Baltimore, just, just Keaton Mitchell's a big loss. That sucked. Um, but yeah, this team is just like every, you know, they, they won in dominating fashion, but it should have been way more dominating. Yeah. That's the thing where it's like you look at 23 7, like, oh, like they, you know, they did their job. They really did it, though. No. Aggressive and, hardball. No. Yeah. And uh, I would never want – I would never want to be a Baltimore running back. <laughs> it's 
it's insane how many times they go down. How did that happen to his leg? That makes no I, sense. It, it made no sense. It it's made no running. sense. We've been saying it for years where it's like, I don't know what their trainer does, but God, he's so bad at their job because. I don't mean it, to laugh. It, well, it's at some point. It's unreal. Like, Dude, <laughs> another one. And the poor guy, like he's on a rookie, like he probably makes no money. I felt so bad for him. And now it's, yeah. It, yeah, that's a tough road back. Yeah, because he was going to get at least like a three-year deal somewhere, I felt like. But it's one of those things where we always talk about like the depth that running back that the Baltimore Ravens have. Like, why are we talking about that? Oh, because they all have knee injuries. That's yeah. why we keep talking about it. So they're going to grab some vet that we didn't even think was – it's still eligible to play football. Yeah, it's like LaShawn McCoy available. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Is he coming exactly. off of Fox as Chubby? I don't know who's Chubby yeah. or not, Maurice Jones-Drew or LaShawn McCoy. But... So, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's an 11-3 team. They've still got the 49ers. They've got some tough games, but the one seed is right there. And, boy, could that team use a bye to just avoid injuries. So And just to avoid options to blow football games. Yeah. it'll be. I am really excited for the San Francisco game next week. It'll be fun. Um, lastly, Chicago and Cleveland. I, Oh, man. I mean, this just this one. I I, I felt I felt sick. I don't know how they do it. There's so many plays too. It's not even the Tanyan just that, drops a wide open bomb. That drop was inexcusable. That's a drop I make, not an NFL tight end. How and like Mike said, how many chances up seventeen to seven? Did they just have to get a first down? Like, what happened after they got up, up, seven. up 17 to 7? I mean, they're out minus nine yards, uh, set downs, three and out. And the downs out, is three and know, out. Moody misses a block and Fields trips a yard short. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, it was. Fields misses it by an inch. God bless Fields. I just. Because you look at the box score and you're like, Justin Fields sucks. And you're like, actually, (laughs) and he's shooting at the end of the day, the Hail Mary was somebody had the tweet and it was like Tunyon's drop and it was Mooney's drop. And it looked like they took screenshots of both of them with the ball in their hands, looked like it was secured. And it was like, neither of these were catches. And to end the first half, Fields this year has zero roughing the passer calls against him. At the end of the first half, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't think I have. So the Bears make a horrible decision, right? They're on like the uh, the 40-yard line. It's third. Like, okay, what would you do in the situation? Okay. It's you're on the the 39-yard the line. Okay. Of Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. It is third and I think it was like five or six. Okay. There are 10 seconds left in the game, in the half. Do I have any timeouts? You have one timeout. Third and like eight or nine with like I'm with like eight seconds left. You run a quick pass play, call a time to try to get more yards, call a timeout, kick the field goal. Okay, that's enough. They went they went for a deep pass play. I would say just run it, just get a couple yards. Well, even that, yeah. I yes. like my quick yes. pass play was just like just right. try if, to if get seven. If the yeah. corners are back, yeah, take it. If just not, take yeah, seven. You're not it. you're not launching the ball down the field. You're just trying to get a couple yards. So running the ball is is fine. Okay, so they go incomplete. All right, whatever. We should have got some yards there. They're on the 39. They go Hail Mary. Yeah, you kick the field goal. What's the difference? Yeah, 
So then they throw it. I mean, I, I'll try to find it. Fields roughing. Does he like, really not have any roughing the passer calls? Zero. That's insane. Oh my god. I mean, like slow mo makes things interesting, but like it, it, the ball's out and he gets popped. Uh, so yeah, this was just a nightmare game for the Bears. Um, like it, it, it's a, it's another good moment for the Bears to realize, okay, look, we're gonna trade Fields. We're gonna have the number one pick. It's all gonna be okay. But for this defense to play this well and for it to go down like this. Did you see that? I mean, we've we've thrown f- the Josh Allen roughing the passer was it like was a guy running and just put, like didn't even extend his arm and Josh Allen took a dive and we called that I mean, one. I just he the got blindsided. <laughs> it's so it's so messed up. There's an extension like that was, dude. These yeah. refs are bad this year. It's bad. It's bad. So it, it was gross for for the Bears. Their defense was awesome. They dominated this game. They did everything right to win this game. And then in the end, they just make so many mistakes in the fourth. And, and Flacco, to his credit, you know, whatever, does Flacco magic. And they, they find a way to win. Yeah, I think that there's there's two parts here. The Bears are just like, you know, we had that Eberflus conversation, but now it's back-to-back weeks where you've blown a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and you're like, uh, I, may, I guess we have to. Like, as much as we don't want to because he's such a good defensive coach, you're like, we cannot – have a guy who just cannot close football games. And that just seems, it seems like it's coaching. And then the fields conversation, it's just like, if you have the number one overall pick, you're not, you're not taking, you're not keeping fields for a year. So it just kind of, at least I feel like you have a confirmed answer, which is always nice to have. Um, And the Brown side, they, they, this year just feels like it's just weird. Because that's a fan base also where they're kind of – you're tired of the losing and you just want to yep. win, and they just find the weirdest ways to lose. So that sucks. But at least you feel like you have your answer. There's only three more weeks of pain. Only yep. three more. But the Browns, this is another team where now that Mr. Massage is out of the picture for now, and I'm not yeah, next to the fan base, I mean, this is a fun team to cheer for. It's a fun team. Uh, Flacco, like, has an awful game, and all of a sudden they win, and they're – Eight and six, right? Like eight and five. Eight and five. Or nine and five. Nine and nine and five. Like they're a game back then in the division. What are they? Eight and five. Eight and five. Eight and five. Wait. Nine and five. Nine and five. Nine, nine and five. And five, yeah, five makes, dude. Yeah. They're nine and five. Like they're a five seed right now. And uh if Baltimore trips up, you know, Baltimore you said has Miami and the 49ers, like Baltimore could go from potential one seed to yeah not having a home playoff game and browns could be the one seed who do they have to end that's not great they go at houston host the jets and at Bengals. i mean they could win all three easily though they could easily that's win actually not three. bad and it, they're all of a sudden they're a three seed so i don't know it's a fun team and it's an interesting team and i, I feel like browns teams. fans like imagine telling a browns fan that like hey it's it's 27 18 Right. It's 2018. You tell a Browns fan after like the Baker Mayfield arrowhead game that they lost, but there was a lot of promise and they all yeah. thought they were winning the Super Bowl. Um, you say to them, Hey, Baker Mayfield is not going to get it, for, get the job done for you. You're going to sign a guy to a lot of money, the highest contract in history. His name's Sean Watson. Uh, he's going to be a weirdo and he's not going to be the answer for you. 
It's not going to play. You want to know who's your, the answer for you is going to be through all of this when you when you're in the depths of hell? That Baltimore bastard Joe Flacco. They they they're like this is this is good like this could end up being like a movie. Yeah, or a thirty for thirty if they go on a run, and it's kind yeah, of fun. It's kind of exciting. It is. It's crazy. Cleveland, like we've talked about with them, they're just enjoying it. Um, I I am interested to see what his arm is going to look like by playoff time. I know that thing never dies, but how? Um, It's got to. There's got to be a random drug test in here somewhere. Yeah, they just the amount of injuries they have and the winning they've done is just remarkable. So good on them. That is the week 15 review. Um, Let's get to the awards offensive player of the week. Yeah, there are a lot of options. You can go first. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to take the guy who didn't get a game ball. I'm going to give him one. I was going to give it to him if he didn't. Yeah, let's make sure he gets one. James yeah. Cook, sorry, your terrorist coach didn't give it to you. 25 carries, 179 yards, and a touchdown. He was unbelievable. Uh, I'll give it to Baker, 22 for 28, 381 yards, four touchdowns. It was a clinic. Yep. Uh, week. It's always one of those weird ones where it's just like the de- the great defenses were blowouts. Yeah. And otherwise, I don't know. Do you have anybody that comes to mind immediately? Um, I, I, I want to give it to the bears, but I know it doesn't sound great, but they, I mean, they had two interceptions. They were all over Flacco. They had a pick six. The other pick was down to the one, like they did everything right defensively. And it just got weird in the fourth, but I, I think the bears defense was incredible this game. I was going to do a, a team one as well. I was thinking the saints, yeah. uh, they got ran through yeah. all year. Then they just stopped us like in our tracks. Uh, it felt like, so it was kind of, you kind of came to that game thinking we could run the ball because They've been struggling against the run, and boy, do they not struggle. So, nope. nope. Uh, miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. This could go a lot of ways. Uh, I'm going to give it to Goff. Just nice. kind of a good response. I feel like the three guys that I thought should get an award were Cook, Goff, and Baker. So, yeah. I'm going to go just Raiders team offense or just Raiders team. You score 63 points. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, Lastly, the Bozo dubbed over sponsored by Nathaniel Hackett. And I think we just have to add Brandon Staley now. Yeah. He or just has to get added to the sponsorship. The HBT graveyard. Yep. So we'll welcome him as well. Who is your Bozo of the week? Bozo dubbed over. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of ways we could go with this. Um, like I have one in my head, but I don't know if it's like if I should do it. I feel like I I wanted to comment on it, but I don't know if I should give him a bozo. Uh, Let's go for so, it. So, well, I'll just do this one because I'll just I just it's more of a laughter. I'm gonna give the Staley one last time. Yeah, uh, he deserves it. You know, he's been criticized, 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 all for good reasons, and to come out after that game and say all great coaches have something like this on their resume was an all time bozo quote. It doesn't get more out of touch than that. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to a listener. It's not really his fault. Um, Owen Loftus. I was crying laughing last night. Owen, as you know, is one of the most even kill person that I've ever met. So, he's got, I've seen him get mad maybe twice. I have never seen him so pissed off last night. He was sending voice messages and I was crying. Um, not only did he have the Bears loss, which was heartbreaking, yeah. heartbreak, because everything just kind of ended right there, right? Fields, everything. He has had notorious bad fantasy playoff luck. 
and just bad fantasy in general. Everything goes wrong for him. Yeah. So he's playing Will, who Will had beaten him every time except for this season. Owen finally got him. Now he has to play him in the playoffs. And Owen um, has Dak Prescott, mm. five-pointer. Mm. Derrick Henry, worst game of his career. And I think he had the stat. was like only running back ever to have over 20-plus rush yards and a certain amount of rushing attempts and then a certain amount of rushing yards that were bad. So he had that going for him. Keaton Mitchell goes down. Mm. Brandon McManus was the kicker. <laughs> That's two doinks for those who weren't watching from 50 plus, 10 points. Um, and then I didn't know, but Will had been asking for advice. And I thought it was about our team originally. He had been asking likely or got Goddard. And um, I, I was like, I think likely. I think he's a good call. Owen, I told him because I felt bad. He had gotten word that likely had been, he'd been asked. So we like multiple people said play likely. Likely plays the best game of his career. So Owen's probably going to lose. And it was just probably. a really tough I mean, who does, who's like, what's the situation? Uh, I mean, he was the clear favorite. And then after. Even with all of those. That's the thing. Even with all that, he is. Yeah. He's, he's down 36 and he has Swift. But it was like well, projected I... to be a two point game. And then every, I mean, just everything went wrong for him. So God, I just feel for him, but he is, it's just the bozo. That. The Washington safety story go will live forever in my mind. The Washington yes. safety story also he um, he was up five on Will and I in his hometown league. We had the Rams defense. They got a pick six on the last play of the game. Oh, we, we beat them by one there. Yeah, so Dude, just, I it's tough. I am in the playoffs for two of the leagues. One that I stumbled in the playoffs i scored 150 and i had a guy put up a goose egg so we feel good there but i'm up 15 yep. on Cato with i have swift left and he has dk not dk dk no he has Devonte smith that's who he has uh Devonte wow. smith that would be so that one would be frustrating but if i win the against Cade, that would be five years in a row that i make it to the semifinals that's and incredible. i cannot tell you how many christmas Christmases I've had ruined in the last five years because of fantasy football. Because last I'm year I was sure I know who you're playing and take the running backs. Last year I was the like was a dominant regular season force. I got the buy and I I put up like 60 points. It was my worst game of the year. Um on Christmas Day, I'm like screaming at the TV. The year before that was the infamous Cal Alvin Kamara, Christmas Eve, six touchdowns. Um, and so it's just it feels like it's just every, who every are you gonna year. play? I don't know. I'm I'm focused right now on beating Cade. I I literally I've literally yesterday I was I was never on my phone so much during an NFL Sunday just checking fantasy football scores because I've been so anxious about it because I, I just want to win that league so badly. We've been doing this for so long and I just can't win. Yeah. Um, and I was I kept I've kept saying to myself like all right like I kind of want to see like what the bracket looks like but I said the moment the moment you think about next week is the moment this all goes sideways. And you want to uh, – Cade would be 70% chance to win, then I would be 70% chance to win, then Cade would be 70% chance to win, then I would be 70% chance to win. That that James Cook receiving touchdown, you had Josh Allen and James Cook. I was cussing up a storm, throwing things, <laughs> I felt like. Uh, and now I have a 70% chance to win, and I just know that it's going to get – Devontae Smith's going to have like an 80-yard touchdown to start the game. Is Hurts playing? I've, I've been kind of hoping that we're going to heal that sickness. Let's so. Let's heal that sickness. Yeah, I don't think he's Fancy there. Fantasy football has been – it's a grind, man. It's a grind. It's All the injuries this year, it's a grind. So, 
Well, good luck to you. I had Jamar Chase, so that's going to be fun if I win. That's no problem. I I have one last thing to say. Uh, We had somebody call out our podcast specifically in a tweet today. I'm I'm sure you saw a former Steelers running back. I'm sick of average white guys Mm. commenting on football. So I felt like that was a direct shot at us um, in our pod. So HBT, we do have haters out there. It's fun. Let him hate. I actually saw a lot of Pittsburgh fans going at him about some fumble he had in the playoffs. So yeah. No, <laughs> no, the Super Bowl. It was. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so that really backfired. Yeah. So take that, Richard. That is the pod. Week 15 review, week 16 preview. Great week 16 coming up. We will break it down for you this week. Now don't look money hungry. And that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have it. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. Hi, everyone. I go by Burke. You don't really want to see how this works. I could pick and poke all these words. Fuck the yard. I'll stop the curve. They stay distracted. I'll stay focused. It'll take time till they start to notice. I'm soft-spoken, but I got a voice. I don't really want to sound too annoyed, but these new guys hopped on the scene with a mouthful of ice and a cup of lean. All pissed off and they act mean. Instead of rap, they just want to sing. Well, actually, something in between is mumbling, stumbling on a beam. The real talent's in the production team. In the back of the booth, they don't touch the green. Give me the cut. Give me the band. Now you know what's up and you understand That behind the microphone's actually a man That touches it up with a talented hand Executes everything that they had planned Make it sound old school, kick the can Anything else that you demand? Fuck it, let's run it all back again I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break Let me talk shit, let me talk shit I sound so obnoxious Full steam ahead, can't stop this Coming from the view of docs, bitch I ain't been playing, I'm saying the truth The money gets moved like this in Duluth I sound like a shape that's recently bent But I'm bent out of shape for my fucking percent Used to count others, but now I count mine Mac told me find a feminine, that's divine My dad said, honey, don't worry about the money Only loving me for what's inside my mind Spit sick shit to the day I'm old Never catch me doing what I'm told Fuck bronze, silver, let's get gold Sign this line and sell my soul I don't wanna sell my soul Do what I'm told Well, boring and old Nah I just wanna live my life, make sure it's right and have a hell of a night, yeah. I don't know how much more I can take, I think I'm starting to wear down. Give me a while I could tear down, everyone look at me scared now. I don't want any more activists, activists all have been acting fake. Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break.